Welcome to Building Educators with Wood. I am your host, Rashada Wood. Hey y'all, thank you so much for joining me for this very special episode of Building Educators with Wood. I wanted to just pop up, check in with you guys, see how you were doing, let you know how my summer has been going. And the last time we spoke, I told you guys that I was just going to randomly do a little check-in. So that is what I'm here for this episode to do. I'm here to see how you are and let you know what's up with the OG. If this is your first time listening in, I want to thank you for joining us. My name is Rashad. Shada Wood, I will be starting my 18th year of teaching next week. I call myself a teaching OG because I have been around, I've seen some things, I have been through some things, but I have lived through all things. And I am super excited to begin my 18th year of teaching on next week. First of all, I hope that you are well. I hope your families and your friends are well. By now, probably all of us have had some sort of encounter with coronavirus. Maybe you know someone who is battling right now. Some of us know someone who battled and won. And then I know there are some of you listening in who are suffering right now because you lost someone near and dear to your heart due to coronavirus. So I want to say to you that I offer my sincerest condolences for your loss. And maybe you, my teacher friend, had a bout with coronavirus. But since you are listening right now, I know that you told coronavirus in your teacher voice to go sit down somewhere because you still had work to do in the field of education. And I am so glad that you are listening and I'm so glad that you are feeling better and I hope that you are getting stronger each and every single day. So this is just going to be like a little freestyle just to check in to tell you what the OG has been up to. I've been calling this time Summer School 2020. So I want to let you all know what I have been learning in summer school. So let's get into the show. Boy, so summer school 2020, let me tell you what I've learned. So first, COVID-19 taught me many, many lessons during the summer of 2020. Y'all, at first, I was feeling the love. I felt like teachers and parents and students and admin and the community for a very brief moment, maybe around the middle of April, I felt like we were all coming together. I felt like we were united. I felt like we all had the same end goal in mind. I felt like we were very supportive. And then y'all, this thing just kept going on and on and on. Parents got really sick of their kids. There was so much uncertainty around what's going to happen with the next school year. Then the coronavirus cases soared and people were getting very sick and many people died. And there was just there was just this uncertainty about what's going to happen with people's health, with school, with the economy. And then we were just flooded with all of this information. And y'all, we just didn't know what to look at, what to read, who to listen to, who to believe, who to pay attention to. And I felt like it got very dark during summer school. And there are still days where I feel like all of it is just a lot and it gets very dark. But one thing that I have learned is you 
have to do what is best for you and your family. That's my big takeaway from this whole situation. And y'all, we just have to respect people's decisions. There is no way for us to know the inner workings of someone's heart unless you can say, well, I know exactly what you're thinking. I know exactly what's on your heart. I know exactly what your fears are. I'm with you day to day, so I know everything about your personal life. I know your secrets. Unless we can truly say that about a person, then there's no way for us to make any kind of informed statement about why they're choosing to make the decisions that they're choosing for themselves and their family. Y'all, we just got to let people live. We got to let people do whatever they feel is best for them because we don't know. We don't know what keeps people up at night. We don't know the, the silent battles that people are fighting. And we just have to be very careful about making assumptions as to why we feel people are making the decisions they're making when we really don't know whether you are okay this whole big deal about the mask whether you are team mask team no mask team half mask on half mask off and also school some teachers are ready to go back to school and they are there at their in their classrooms every single day getting things ready some teachers are ready but they still have some concerns and y'all there are some teachers that have decided what is best for them and their families is that they not return right now and they wait it out a little bit and maybe they sit a year out or sit a semester out Whatever your choice is as a teacher, I just want to tell you from my teacher heart to yours, I support you. Whatever your feelings are, because I don't know what's going on in your home. I don't know what's going on in your head. I don't know your secret fears. So whatever you have decided is best for you and your family, I support that. And I think that we need to make it our business to support teachers and support parents because the decisions that we are having to make right now are very hard. These decisions are not easy things. They're very tough, and I think that we just have to respect that people are doing the best they can, y'all, and they are making the decisions that are best for themselves and their families. And around about, I guess, the end of May, I just finished up season one of Building Educators with Wood, um, and I was wrapping up my school year, and I felt it. I saw it. I felt the tensions rising, and I felt just all of the uncertainty. So what I began to do is I began to work on creating a prayer journal, and it is for the upcoming year, 2020, 2021. You guys know I'm a woman of faith. Every single week on the podcast, we have a segment called Recess, where I do a devotional that I've, where I talk about a devotional that I've written, and I just learned that we are, I just learned to pray actually as a teacher. Um, prayer wasn't, I've been in church my whole life, but prayer was not something that just came easy for me. But when I began teaching, that is when I began to pray. I had a 30 minute drive. And so what I would do is I would pray all the way to school and I would pray all the way back. And prayer has been something that has helped me as a teacher these 17 years going into year 18 so what i began to do is create a prayer journal that teachers can use as we pray over this upcoming school year y'all with so many unknowns 
we need to pray like never before. We need to be precise. We got to be consistent. And we have to make sure that we are praying over ourselves, our students, and our schools. The journal is called Prayer Plans, kind of like lesson plans. You know how essential our lesson plans are? Well, our prayer plans are going to be even more essential. Um, it's a weekly prayer journal. So it's we're going to work through it every single week. And we're going to just write out our prayer request and we're just going to pray and ask God to just help us through this year. So if you don't follow me on social media, follow me. I'm on Instagram at Rashada C. Wood. I'm on Facebook at Rashada Writes. You can go to my website, www.rashadawood. That's getting a facelift. So that'll be different in a few weeks. Um, and I'm going to be doing a lot of posts. I'm actually going to be praying through the journal with you all. I'm going to be making some videos and I'm going to be weekly accountable. Just like I'm saying this is a weekly journal for you. It's going to be a weekly journal for me. So I would love for you to join me. It's going to be up on Amazon in a few days, but I also am offering it digitally in my Etsy shop. And my Etsy name is Building Educators. So if you go to Building Educators, you can download it digitally. Digitally. I know some of you like to just print things out and just stick them in your journal. You could stick them in your actual lesson plan book. And those of you that plan, maybe you're a happy planner, um, you can also punch them and stick them in your happy planner. But it was just something that I knew God was leading me to do to help with all of the uncertainty surrounding next year and just to pray over each other, to pray over admin. Y'all, we got to cover each other in prayer and we have to support each other. So y'all grab a copy of prayer plans for yourself. Grab a few for your teacher friends. Also grab some for your kids teachers and we are not going to leave admin out. Grab a copy for admin. But y'all I would love to join with you as we just pray over this school year and as we cover it in prayer and as we make sure that we are ready for anything that this upcoming school year holds. So as we are navigating coronavirus in summer school 2020 and trying to keep up with all of the coursework and all of the lessons, we are blindsided by a war on racism. Y'all, a full out war on racism. Now, if you've never heard me talk about my story as a black student and a black teacher, growing up and teaching in a predominantly white town. You got to go check out that episode. I was very, very transparent. It was back in February. I did it as part of our Black History series. Um, and so I just talked about some of the struggles that I've had as a Black student and as a Black teacher dealing with issues of racism, especially growing up in a predominantly white town. So y'all just just we were just bopping along trying to deal with coronavirus, trying to really just make sure that we were well and everybody was well and all of this. And then the death of George Floyd just brought on so many um, images and it brought on so many emotions and it brought on just a need for change and it brought on just a cry and a demand for reform. And y'all, there were so many days where those images, the narratives, just seeing things as a black person, it makes you relive what you've dealt with. And especially living in a predominantly white town, it just makes you have to relive all of your stories as you're seeing things and as you can definitely relate. And y'all, there were so many days that I was angry. I was frustrated. I felt very lonely. 
um, because I just, I had all of these emotions. Y'all, we dealing with coronavirus. And then here is us having to jump into a war on racism and deal with racism. And so I just kind of let myself sit in that for a few days. I really did. There were days that I just allowed myself to be mad. There were days I allowed myself to be frustrated. I allowed myself on some days just to say, what in the world? And why are we still dealing with this in 2020? But I know y'all that I couldn't stay there, couldn't sit in those feelings. So I decided that I was going and I was determined y'all that I was going to move through those feelings because I don't think it's anything wrong with being angry or frustrated. But if that makes you do something harmful or bad, then I feel like those emotions are bad. So what I wanted to do is take those emotions and I just wanted to allow those to be a catalyst to push me through those emotions and push me towards something that was productive, that was helpful, that was meaningful. So again, y'all, I prayed and I said, God, what can I do? What is my part? And where do you want me? I'm a soldier and I'm, I'm gonna fight this war. Where do you want me in the war against racism? And there were some people on my Facebook, my, some of my Facebook friends, some of my teacher friends that were genuinely like, Rashada, I don't know what to do. I don't have a clue. I don't think I have any of these views, but I don't know. And I know that I need to do better. I didn't know it was this bad. Um, I just need to know what to do and I need your help. And so I prayed and I said, well, what do I do? What can I offer? Well, I'm a teacher and I deal with kids. And I read and I talk a lot. So what I decided to do is I decided to make this series on YouTube and I decided to um, help teachers and parents talk to kids about race. And that and that is the name of the show, Talking to Kids About Race. Y'all, it has been a labor of love. I wanted to make sure that I had books where you could read a book to your kid or your student. And then every video has talking points. After you read the book, then these are, th these are some things you can talk about with your kids or with your students. And I was very, very strategic and very picky in the books that I shared. I wanted to make sure that these were some, some of them are oldies, but goodies, but I wanted to make sure I had some newer voices and some newer authors and some newer illustrators. So it definitely, definitely was a labor of love. Um, I was very choosy in making sure that the, the black authors and the black illustrators that I amplified actually amplified black voices. I talked about on my Facebook page, um, how I hope that it was something that gets you started when you start having these discussions. And as teachers, as we start making sure that our libraries are more diverse, these stories, they hurt to tell and they hurt to read. Y'all know I'm an OG. Y'all know that I'm tough as nails and, and that is what I pride myself on. But there were days, y'all, that I would read these books and I would be getting ready to record the video and I would weep. I would just read these stories and I would weep because everything that you see, everything you hear, everything you take in, it just makes you relive your own experiences. And just knowing the pain that someone is writing about when they're dealing with racism and you know it, it just makes it fresh again. So again, y'all, it was truly a labor of love. I hope you'll check it out. It is on YouTube. Um, you can get to my YouTube page by going to www.youtube slash Rashada Wood. 
and I've got all of them grouped together. I have 11 episodes, I think. So there are 11 books that you can add to your classroom library, 11 um, videos worth of, the videos are only like two or three minutes, y'all. I'm not reading the whole book because my hope is that you will buy these books and support these authors and illustrators add them to your classroom libraries, and then you'll have some talking points so that you can make sure that over the during the upcoming school year, you are having these hard discussions. But y'all, they're hard, but they're necessary, and we gotta make sure that we do it. So also, as we are fighting this full-on war against racism, and I'm like, okay, God, I'm talking. I'm, I'm sharing what I know. I'm sharing books. I'm, I'm helping kids. What else can I do? And so then I began to write. Um, there was an incident that happened in my classroom. I, I don't think I've even spoke about it to many people, but there was an incident that happened in my classroom. And I'm not sure, I cannot remember y'all what the book was. I was reading a book to, to my students and there was um, a little girl playing with a baby doll and the baby doll was dark skin, had very kinky hair. And one of my students, y'all, she, I mean, she, it was just her personality. She just screamed out, that is the ugliest baby doll I have ever seen. Y'all, my heart broke. It broke in a million pieces because as a little girl, of course, women, we know how important our baby dolls were to us when we were little girls. And we know how important our female students, we know how important those of us who teach small girls, we know how important baby dolls can be. And baby dolls are how you learn to, you know, have that instinct, that mothering teacher instinct. Um, and so it just took me back to my first baby doll. Now, back in the day when I was growing up, there were not black dolls. There were just not many black Barbies, not many black baby dolls. And so my first baby doll was a little white cabbage patch doll and I named her Pearl. And I took care of Pearl. I loved Pearl. It did not matter to me that Pearl was white. All I knew is that I was a mom and I had a little baby to take care of. So that incident in my classroom got me writing and it got me writing a story where I am just trying to help us navigate through these issues of race and navigate through um, being anti-racist. One of the big themes of the book is being anti-racist. I don't know if you've heard this before, but it's not enough to just say, well, I'm not racist because that takes you totally out of the conversation. There's no work for you to do. But if you're anti-racist, that means that, no, I don't have these views. But when I see these views, oh, I speak up. I do something. I make sure to keep myself informed. So there are a lot of different themes that are playing into the story I'm writing. Racism and being anti-racist, self-love, um, and the story, the, it, it is around a baby doll um, and a little girl's encounter with her baby doll. And so I'm excited about that. I, I'm, I'm working on getting it edited. And then we got to find a bomb illustrator to really make these pictures and these illustrations pop. So I'm excited about that. So that's what I've been doing for the course on racism this summer. I have been reading, I have been talking, and I have been writing. Yeah, so I just told you about a lot of really heavy things that I have been working on this summer. 
But I really feel honored and I feel it is a privilege to have the gifts that God has given me and to be able to use them in a way that helps kids and empowers adults. And I just really wanted to do my part, whatever that small part may be. I just wanted to do my part to help move us past all of the things that we're going through and just to help us be better and not be better. Help us be best, be best. Um, And it's just been a real quiet summer for me, which is unlike me. I haven't been just talking and and, and just interacting. I've really just kind of been to myself because I've been writing. I've been reading. I've been doing some self-work. That's been very interesting for me. And that's been very different. But I really felt like I needed some time just to sit in my thoughts and make sure that whatever I was producing was something that could really help people and to make sure that I was doing the work on myself to produce from a place of love and and helpfulness instead of producing from anger and frustration. So I've been really quiet this summer, um, but it hasn't all been, you know, just heavy stuff. Let me tell you what else I've been into. Of course, TikToks. Y'all, my son has me doing TikToks that literally take us two hours to produce. I'm telling you, there are scripts that I have to learn. Then I'm telling you for a 55 second TikTok, we have to set this camera up in so many spaces. I don't know if you know anything about TikTok, but you got to set timers. You got to make sure you only do the certain portion. You got to make sure your lips are synced up to the words. Y'all, it has been a whole production. So I have been doing a lot of TikToks or he is really into um, reviewing songs and doing a reaction to videos and songs. But y'all, we just been doing it. What else have we been doing? We We haven't been out. So I have just been here with him making reaction videos. And if you go to my YouTube page to see the series about talking to kids about race, you will definitely see some of our reaction videos because there's no way that I'm going to spend that much time on making a video editing his videos and not post them. So you will be able to see us doing our little reaction videos. And on TikTok, I think I'm on TikTok as Rashada C. Wood. You will be able to see all of these intricate TikToks that he has me doing. But y'all, it keeps him entertained and it keeps us busy. So I have enjoyed that. Now let's talk about Netflix. I want to say somebody out here listening Watch all of the things that you have added to your Netflix list before you go and start trying to find other things to watch. I'm talking to you. And as I talk to you, I am talking to myself. Okay. I'm like you. I have watched so much stuff on Netflix, some great things, some great movies, 365 days. Why did it end the way that it ended? Gosh, man. Oh, um, been watching lots and lots of stuff, but y'all, y'all, why did I begin Grey's Anatomy? Why, why did I do that to myself? And let me tell you, I started it on Tuesday. How, how am I supposed to watch from Tuesday to Sunday? How am I supposed to watch all of these seasons and then be ready to start my next school year on Monday morning Because I feel like I need to get that wrapped up. I need to figure out what Meredith is doing. I need to figure out if her and McDreamy are going to move forward. I need to know. Why would I do that to myself? Why wouldn't 
I just watch all of the 50 million movies that I have added to my Netflix list before just randomly, y'all, it was so random, randomly just deciding, oh, I like The Good Doctor. I like Hawthorne. Now, you got to be old school to know about Hawthorne. Hawthorne was a show that Jada Pinkett Smith, it was one of those doctor shows, Jada Pinkett Smith. I think she was a nurse in this show. But anyway, I love shows like that. Loved House. But y'all, what possessed me to begin a season of, no, not a season, this is a body of work. Grey's Anatomy is not a season. It is a total body of work. Why would I begin Grey's Anatomy on the week before I had to go back to school? Y'all, I am so into this. And I am just like, look, why did I do that to myself? So y'all, I have just been all over the place with Netflix. My favorite thing to watch, my favorite thing to watch this summer has been Nollywood movies. Now, if you don't know anything about Nollywood, Nollywood are Nigerian movies and they call it Nollywood because Nigerian and Hollywood, y'all, I love them. My husband cannot stand them because he says, I can't understand what they're saying, but that's why you got to watch with the closed caption on. That's why you got to do that. Y'all, I love it. I have watched so many Nigerian Hollywood movies that it is not even funny. And they have really good storylines too. Really good. But like I said, 365 Days was one of my favorites. Hated the way that it ended. Um, But Grey's Anatomy, I'm in. I am in. And this is what I'm doing. What else have I been working on? Y'all, I said that I would never be this person. I laughed at everybody that had that $70 $70 Erin Condren planner because I had a happy planner and I got it for 20 bucks and it came with a bundle and it came with a little suitcase. I said I'd never be one of those people who are out here putting stickers and washi tape and just using their planner like they actually could plan out life. But y'all, guess what the OG is doing? The OG is now, the OG now belongs to a full on planner community. I do. I do. I am not even sure, y'all, how this got started. I don't know. All I know is now I am a happy planner. All I know is that I have books and books upon books, sticker books. I've got different discs. I've got the happy planner punch. Y'all, I get on and watch those plan with me videos and I am so adamant about my weekly spreads. Now, if you're not a planner, you don't even know this lingo, but oh my gosh, y'all, I can't tell you how much money I've spent this summer planning. I can't, but I have loved it. I have found it. I found it to be something that helped me just kind of de-stress from everything that was going on. It was something I would do after I would make my videos or after I would read or after I'd work on the prayer journal. Then planning was something, y'all, that I could just grab hold to and I could just be creative and I didn't have to think about anything. There was no wrong. There was no right. And I'm into it. I'm into it. So, um, happy planner. That is me probably be going out for the happy planner squad next year. Um, and and squad goals y'all. I don't know. I don't know why I started that, but I just know that it has been something to calm me down. It has been something to channel my energy and let my creative juices flow. And I have enjoyed it. So I've been planning.
my parting thoughts. Okay, here they are. First of all, I think that with this upcoming school year, we are going to have to just pray about it and turn it over to God. Whether you are going back into the building physically, whether your district is starting online, or whether you as the teacher, you've decided that you can't physically return and you need some time. Whatever it is, remember I support you in your decision. I just want to make sure y'all that we are praying about everything. We have got to cover it all in prayer and then we've just got to turn it over to God and let him work it out and trust that he's going to deal with it and trust that the outcome is going to be for our good. Next, this is the year that we have to take care of ourselves. You got to take care of yourself first. Y'all, this is not the year that you can pour from an empty cup. And I know we've done it. We've done it many years and we faked it and we've made it. But y'all, this is going to be a very crucial time where we have got to take care of ourselves spiritually, mentally, physically. I know some of us have on a few extra pounds. We got to get those pounds off. We got to take care of ourselves physically. We got to guard our emotions. This is going to be the year to take care of what you need to take care of. And that is yourself. That is yourself first. Don't start pouring from empty cups because you won't be able to. I just feel with everything that we have coming at us, whether you are going back physically or virtually, we are going to need to be filled up so that we can pour, so that we can make sure that we are there for our families and our students and their families. So take care of yourself. Next, I think that this upcoming year is just the perfect time, y'all, to be the teacher you know you were meant to be. Be the teacher that you said you were going to be when you first entered into your college classes. Be that teacher this year. Be whoever you know is going to just be the best version for their students and is going to just empower kids, empower your community. Be that teacher. And make no apologies for being the teacher that you know you were meant to be. And last, I think that we are just going to have to support each other. No teacher shaming, no trying to figure out why people are doing what they're doing and, 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 and talking on it and speaking on things you don't know. We are going to just have to support people. I don't have to understand everything you're doing to support you. I don't have to agree with everything that you're doing in order for me to support you. So I think we just got to make sure we support each other. And y'all, we got to support admin. We got to keep them in mind. We got to pray for our admin. They're in a sticky place. They're in a place where they are trying to do what's best for kids and what's best for teachers. And we're taking a lot of heat. So are they. So we're going to have to support. We're just going to have to be mindful of all of this. We're going to have to pray about it all. And then y'all, I think we're just going to have to trust. It's just going to be a year where we can't lean on our own understanding. We are just going to have to trust God and just move through it and move through it boldly and move through it in a place of just power and authority and just say, you know what? I'm here. I'm the teacher. I'm here to do what I do. I'm going to teach like I want to teach and like I know that I was meant to teach. I'm going to love kids. I'm going to support my coworkers. I'm going to take care of myself, take care of my family, and then it's going to be a great year. I just wish you the best year ever. Building Educators with Wood, I think we're going to start back up maybe the end of August, beginning of September with season two. So y'all be on the lookout for that. 
until next time, until I see you guys again, I hope that you're well. I hope you stay well. I hope that you make the decisions that are best for you and your family. And I hope that you just have the most amazing year possible. Again, follow me on social media. Check out prayer plans. Check out talking to kids about race. And be on the lookout for my new book, which will be coming sometime this year, I hope. All right, y'all. Until next time, class dismissed.